end SARS protest in Nigeria. Our faith and action can support the SARS must end and end police brutality movement in Nigeria. That is what we'll be talking about today. Hey, if we're just meeting, my name is Nia Deriti from Encourage Media, and our mission is to help 10,000 people will want to grow in their spirituality, find simple and practical ways to connect to God, experience His presence, so that they become free to be all that God created them to be. And on this um, channel, video broadcast, podcast, we do um, conversations on faith, on spirituality, on culture, on how, and how to live a successful life. So if you're joining me today, thank you. Remember to click the like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also leave a comment. Let me know where you're watching from. I'm going to be looking in the comments if you're watching this live. It, um, um, thanks for jumping in. I can see Oluwa Toby here. Thank, how are you doing? Um, thanks for jumping in on a Saturday morning, yeah, or evening, wherever you're watching from. Hey, cause thanks for jumping in. This is so fun. I'm so excited about this conversation because it's something that really, really, uh, I feel like it's very important and matters to me. And I have an amazing, incredible guest joining me today, and we're going to be having so much uh, fun together. All right, guys, so I will introduce my guest to you so we can jump in. All right, so his name is Damilola Afolabi, and he's just an incredible man. He's an actor, he's a storyteller, he's a choreographer, he's been in film production, background in film production, background in directing, and he's just an all-round nice guy. And he's also a revivalist filled with the Holy Spirit, and he is single. Just running out there for you. <laughs> that was a joke. Anyway, and uh, so today, and he's Nigerian like I am, and right now he's a student at the Bethel um, College. Um, what do you call it again? Bethel Collegiate of Art. I think that's what it's called. BCA Bethel Conservatory of Art. I beg your pardon. He's a student there, and today we'll be jumping in to talk about this topic together. So, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll as I introduce and pop my guest in, Mr. Damilola Afolabi. Hey, hey man. <laughs> Geo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> How you doing now? Ah, it's, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Happy to be alive. Awesome. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks for jumping in today and for yeah. us to have this awesome, wonderful conversation. Hey, if you're watching, wherever you're watching from, whether you're watching this live or you're catching the replay, thank you for watching. Remember to click the like button. Remember to subscribe to our channel. We do weekly videos and inspiring videos to help people grow in their spirituality. And we also talk about important topics in culture. So subscribe, like, and we will love to connect with you. And remember to leave a comment. Let me know what you're watching for. All right, let's jump in. So wherever you're watching from the world by now, if you're on social media, I am very sure you have encountered the um, hashtag NSARS or NProduce Brutality or a new Nigeria ETC, ETC, and... Um, most of us who are from a Nigerian background know what that means. For those who maybe don't understand what that's all about, um, basically there's a protest going on in Nigeria right now, all around, started with police reforms, 
but has kind of grown into a movement by itself and we have thousands and thousands of especially young people on the street demanding change and demanding reform and it's just awesome to see so um so Dami, what do you think i mean just from let's start from your own perspective just from seeing the hashtags seeing the stuff on social media how do you feel about all that's going on right now oh man <clears throat> i believe that nsoc is, is is an answer prayer mm. is, is is answer to is the answer to the prayers of our heroes past of our fathers mm. and mothers and 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 everything they've been praying towards to see a nigeria that they can be proud of Mm. And I think the, the 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 beautiful thing about what is happening now is to see how because Nigeria Nigeria normally is a very divided nation, mm. divided across many lines, divided across tribal lines, across mm. religious lines, across economic lines. So and that was a tool used by you know the the the, the, the European colonial masters to, to keep us suppressed mm. and that sort of just filtered generationally down the line but you now see how after many years you find a generation of young people mm. who find a common a common common uh, a common factor which mm. is pain mm. so you find you know pain is, is the greatest motiv- motivator for change mm. motivation for change mm-hmm. so you find these young people uniting across their differences uniting across you know tribal lines across mm. religious lines across every form of um divisiveness you find them uniting across that finding pain finding their trauma which is from south the special mm. anti-robbery sport like mm-hmm. these guys are killing kidnapping maiming ex- mm. you know just making life unbearable wow. for young nigerians and you find every young nigerian whether you are yoruba Igbo, from the south south from the you know coming together and saying that no we we just want to survive mm. it's bad enough that the average nigerian has to be his own federal government <laughs> where you provide your basic basic you know infrastructure for yourself you provide food security and basically you do everything for yourself mm. now that it's bad enough that the government is not helping you to do that the government is now hounding you, killing you. So mm. you find these young people coming together and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, Otoge, as we say in Yoruba. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of, one of my favorite um, lines from watching the protest is the one where they say Sarasoke. And the funny thing about it, that's that's a Yoruba, uh, that's a Yoruba dialect, right? From Southwest, Sarasoke. But it's amazing that everybody's saying it, whether you are from the southeast, southwest, from the north, everyone is protesting. It's just the same, yeah. same. So, which means basically speak out, speak up louder, which is awesome. Um, let, let's um, let's go back a little bit because the question is why why are Nigerians protesting? And I feel like to understand that we need to go a little bit back to our history as a nation where we're coming from and where we are right now now nigeria is a beautiful place i grew up there you grew up there i lived there for most of my life uh, before i left 11 years ago um and uh, you lived there i mean until probably like last few years you've also lived there before you came to the u.s to study and all that so we grew up there it's a beautiful vibrant incredible place i grew up in lagos probably like you um 
and um, Lagos is such an amazing vibrant place so people a lot of times what people see on the news when they think of Nigeria is um, fraud um, fraud stars 419 and all that which Nigeria is bigger than that so when people see this protest like I remember when I posted something on my Instagram a um, couple of days ago and someone uh, who is a white American um, commented on my post and he was kind of like basically saying I was wrong for posting that and in my mind I'm like you don't even understand what we're talking about like you don't understand the context of what's happening and you're just you know I was I was upset but I just tried to calm down and listen but so let's let's backtrack a little bit to help us understand where is this coming from where is this protest coming from how come just in a few days thousands and thousands of people were on the street just from one person posting let's get let's get out there and everybody's there what's going on in your opinion okay i'm going to try to do uh to cover certain things because there's a lot to talk about like this is a conversation mm. that we cannot exhaust um let me let, let me let me start by saying with what i've seen happen in the past three days i've come to realize two things Number one, Nigerians, nobody is born corrupt. Nigerians are not corrupt. Because I'm seeing a situation, there, there, there are tons of videos online where you see the protesters watching out for each other. Like mm. someone is someone misplaces their iPhone and you know someone finds it and put it put it on Twitter like I found this phone. You mm. know, people watching out for their cars. Like you've seen Nigerians display display something we've been we've been tagged as you know nigerians are corrupt mm. and let, let me go back by saying that this this nigerians what i know about nigerians is that we know how to follow mm. like we what we do we do it like 110 percent mm. so if you if, if you lead nigerians if you lead nigerians well they will follow well and if you if you lay bad example unfortunately because a society, the, the values you see a society model is always a reflection of the heart of the people. You understand? Especially mm. which is mirrored by the leaders. So you find a situation where back then, I mean, my dad used to tell me this story. Like back then, Nigeria, we had, Nigeria, Africa had, I don't think it was even a thing in, in, in Europe. Africa had things we call trust markets. Mm. Trust markets. Trust markets were where you in, in the trust market you find a situation where you know let's say i'm selling five tubers of yam you get so i don't have to stand there all day to man my yam all i do is you know the you know you know my selling price and i put i put my product there so but if you if, if you if you're a passerby and you see and you're interested in what i'm what i'm what i'm selling you know you 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 drop the money there and you take the product and when i come back you know, I take my money. So our system, our way of life was established on trust and righteousness. So it was years of, of ah man, it was years of, of cumulative impunity where you see the lawmakers exhibiting a trait of being above the law. Mm. My dad used to always say that, <laughs> I'll be quoting my dad a lot. My dad always, my dad always said that, Danny, in a lawless society, it mm. is criminal to be law-abiding. <laughs> because, because the moment you find someone trying to do the right thing, 
Mm. You're gonna find everybody like you know, if it will be the police officer that'll tell you, you know, you want to inform Mr. Mr. Good. You get <laughs> so but let me let me let me let me go way back. How did this start? For me, the way I see it when I do the structuring, the way I see it, this started way back in the Garden of Eden mm. from the fall of man. Mm. From the fall of man. Because everything, every floor you see man, man, man displayed today is a function of the fall. Mm. So this is not about about people, it's not about persons, it's about system, it's about the state of being. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So how 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 did we get here? You understand that Nigerians are protesting because especially the young Nigerians are protesting because they cannot take the oppression any longer. Mm. You understand? Mm. And bruta- police brutality, brutality in itself, brutality is is is, a, is the language of oppression. So mm. the oppressor uses brutality to shut down the voice of the people. It's 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 a thing. Brutality is is the language by the by the oppressor to keep the oppressed in a perpetual state of oppression. And then this thing is, is communication. So when the oppressor uses brutality as his own language, after a long time, what happens? The oppressed now uses the protest as his own response. Mm. So protest is a is, is a is a con- congregated outcry of the oppressed that we can't take this anymore. Mm. So it's a response. It's a response when when people get oppressed for too long, they you know they, they respond. So protest is a feedback to the brutality that we've been experiencing. Wow. You understand? You mm-hmm. understand? Me? So mm-hmm. it is it is it is a basic it is, it is a basic response to of of survival. Hmm. In psychology, there's something called you know survival is how we respond, how human beings actually respond you know to danger. You know our survival instinct is either is either uh freeze flight or fight mm. so so when 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 the oppressed experiences oppression in a bid to survive it will go he, he or she will go from the state of you know freezing not knowing what to do feeling mm. paralyzed feeling helpless flight running mm. away from the problem like okay you know what I, I, yeah I, then fight mm. so fight is the point where you know it's, it's you you got me back up on the wall now. You know, is 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 just if all I have is between the devil and WC, I'm gonna face the devil. Uh-huh. So, so how did this start? Uh-huh. Because I woke up realizing this moment that this morning that history is just repeating itself. Uh-huh. What we see now happened way back when the Europeans came. Uh-huh. The oppression you see right now in Nigeria was a seed sown by the Europeans. Hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to because this is such a very broad topic. So I, I don't want to spread these things. So let me narrow it down to 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 the to the, to the conversation of police brutality in itself. Hmm. So you ask. So the colonial so the colonial masters, the Europeans came with their white supremacist mentality. So they came. They came with that mentality that okay, we are superior to the black race. Hmm. You understand? Mm. So if we say we are superior to the black race, so it means that the black race is inferior to us. So in a big, in a in the the strategy to keep their hold was to find a few of the black people that they can buy. You mm. understand? So they mm-hmm. recruit them, give them a sense of higher superiority above the others, mm. but inferiority to them. Mm. So by the time they were recruiting people into the police force. 
into the, into the, into the military or whatever force that they were using at that time. It was not to protect the people. It was not to protect the civilians. It was to protect their own interests. Hmm. So the police in Nigeria that you see today was formed by the Europeans to protect the West, to protect the Western interests, hmm. which they came in for. So, and my God, Nini, as far back as I'm talking about, the, you know, early 1900s, when these guys were recruited, their pro, the, the procedure for recruitment was brutal. Mm. It was brutal. The women, the men would shave their head bald, like even till today. Like it was very, very brutal, very colloquial. It was, it was that kind of thing where the, the whole idea was to break them, mm. break their, break their, break every form of identity that they have, every form of self worth, mm. so that they can become like, like machines, like zombies by the, mm. you know, by, by the masters, so that they, they do their bidding. But yes, they they feel above the civilians. So you mm. find that the same way, unfortunately, the same process of recruitment as far back as the colonial days is what is still being used. Is the process still being used by 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 our current day, you know, force system? Mm. Like I had a family friend that was she, she, she was she was sharing her story. She 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 she, she was she's a mobile police. Like when she went for training, they shaved their head, beat them mercilessly, took them to a jungle without food, without anything, and told them to find their way back into the city. Like it was, it was a very brutal, very very inhumane way to train someone to protect lives. So these guys have pent up anger, pent up trauma. That by the time you give them an AK forty seven. When they look at a civilian, they tell you bloody civilian. Mm. You see a police officer, you see any military man, because he has that power, because he knows that you are a civilian, so he's above you. So you tell you you're a bloody civilian. So you find that what is happening now was a template, was a seed sown way, way back. Mm. And why did the Europeans do this then? It was to make sure that there was no, there was no. Um, confrontation there was no form of protest mm. so every time you find that nigerians now let me streamline this to nigeria now every time you find that nigerians will face the colonial masters they will in turn use natives natives mm. that were in their own force to kill nigerians mm. they use they use they use natives in in in, in the military force then you know to to, to conquer the south you need to have, you need to you need to read about the massacre that happened in the north when when Lugard when Lugard used you know about uh, I think it was about one thousand forces with two magazine guns and few Europeans so they so you find that they use their their their, their, their military manpower composes majorly of of of, of indigenes hmm. so you find you find natives killing killing their own. It was in the case of when uh, when they were taking over the uh, the, 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 the Sokoto Emirates, natives mm. were used to kill over 15,000, you know, Fulanese. Wow. When the market women of Aba protested against taxation, uh, the, the famous Aba women riots, mm. it was natives that unleashed life rounds mm. on their fellow Nigerians. Women, over 54 women died, 57 injured. Mm. When uh, 
the uh, what's it called that? Uh, the Eva Valley, uh, Eva Valley mine. So uh. there was there was a protest. Uh, there was uh, I'm trying to just uh, keep it short because these uh. are all long stories on their own. Uh. The, the the mine riots in Enugu, natives were used to kill you know kill their own. Over uh. 28 you know men died and others injured. So you find that every time Nigerians protested. Force brutality was always used as the response. Same thing when the king's bo- the, the, the king's king, king's college boys protested. Same thing when you know when uh, Michael Modu the the rail, rail, railway workers protested. It was they were always met with force. So you find that that template. So even when the colonial masters now left, when it was now the black masters that were wearing the face. Mm. Of um of uh we're in defense of the colonial matters because apparently you, what happened is the the conquered will always take the persona of the conqueror. Mm. It, it, it is just it is just it is if if proper healing does not happen, you find that you know the very person that was oppressed will now become the oppressor. Mm. Same thing that happened when when the slaves when when they enslaved um, African Americans were released, you know, and they came down to, to form a city, to form a, form their own state in Liberia. Mm. The very same thing that that was that that they suffered was the very same thing that they did to the indigenous in Liberia. Wow. So so this this conversation is a hard issue. It is a hard problem. So so when when we when we do that check from 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 the colonial days till now what we find is that the people that are meant to protect us were never trained to understand the value of the human life that mm. they are protecting. Mm. You get, mm. in Nigeria, if you are sleeping in your house and you hear the knock on your door and they say police, the kind of fear and anxiety you, you will experience is equal or even more than when you hear his arm rubber. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, mm-hmm. like you, you, you can never imagine, imagine you're running from danger. Let's say you are being chased. No Nigerian, no average Nigerian will see a police station as a safe heaven. Mm. If you are running, if you are, you won't because <laughs> you, you, know, you are running into trouble. So, so, I mean, we can go on and on about this thing, but you know that, <laughs> oh that, that's that's like the that's like the mm. this is the easiest way I can tell you. Like this is how this started. Mm. Wow, so good. Ah oh, man, Dami, you, you just opened just like they say in Nigeria, you just shook the table. <laughs> <laughs> this table that you are shaking, are, this table. We are going to break this table. <laughs> but honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the comments and I'm seeing what people are saying. And, um, and I can't even and, see the comments. Yeah. The, um, oh wow. Okay, we'll, we'll fix that. But um, okay. so I'm seeing um, Adejoke saying. Um, by the way, Adejoke, thank you for joining us. I'm guessing you're related to Dami because you have the I'm same last name. Oh, hey, mommy. <laughs> thanks for joining us. So I hear saying she she echoed what you said. In a lawless society, it is illegal to be law abiding and that is i mean there's so much i could say about that just from my personal experience when you try to do the right thing now you are seen as the one who's wrong. yeah yeah and and um Olua Toby mentioned um they created a monster and they will have to deal with it and and it was and your mom was really impacted by your three f's that you said freeze fight or flight and 
and gracious great greatness, which is my cousin actually says so basically brutality has been a strategy used to oppress those perceived to be inferior it is very similar to be to the bullied becoming a bully themselves which is very yeah. true because hurt if we always hurt people yep like hurting people will always hurt people it's mm. just unfortunately how things happen yeah because and, when you don't because mm. when you're hurt it's trauma mm. all right and mm -hmm. if you don't deal with oh, ah, man there's so much there's so much involved here because even if, if you see our cultural system we are not it doesn't give so much room for you to be vulnerable and open about mm. the issues you're dealing with Mm -hmm. So, so much of these things are very deep. Mm. And by the time they speak, they speak in very terrible ways. Mm. So, there, there are tons of Nigerians that are traumatized. They are mm. traumatized. See, me, this, this thing that we're talking about is not just about NSARS. Mm. For me, for me, it's bigger than NSARS. It's, 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 the, it's the subject of oppression, the the system, the evil system behind oppression, it's demonic. It is of the devil. And the only way to 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 to, to deal with this is love. Mm. Because oppression deals with power. Oppression uses power. And power not balanced corrupts absolutely. That's what that's what makes God so unique because God has so much power and he has so much love to balance that equation. On the, on the other side, the enemy has power, but void of love. Mm. So that, that's what that's what happens. So on, on, to, to, because the oppression in Nigeria is not even about the police alone. Mm. Oppression you see it everywhere, either either violently or so, or, or subtle. Mm. Like everywhere you go in the class, teacher is oppressing students. <laughs> in the home, parents is oppressing child. Husband is oppressing wife. In the church, pastor is oppressing, oppressing, oppressing uh, <laughs> uh, 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 members. It's, it's true because we, we, we can we can decide to just look at one angle without facing the rest. Mm. If boys go to club, say on the social level, we are oppressing each other. You see, you see a young boy now when he just smells small money. What will he do? He'll buy a big car, get bodyguard. Get security. Mm. He will use police. He will use police to protect him against his fellow fellow Nigerians. What mm. what what is he afraid of? You will see pastors using police. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm. so, this thing in the mind, in the mind, like you 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 you. How should Christians respond? We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm putting in the um I'm putting in for people watching. Um, if you're oh, watching okay. right now, just as we're we're staying, we're going to come to this in a second. But as you're thinking through this, uh, I, I want to know your ideas. What do you think we should do? I mean, most of us watching right now are followers of Jesus, and um, how do we how do we support what's going on right now? And what do you think is the best solution? What do we do? Uh, we're going to get there in a second, but feel free to put that in the comment as we as we go. Um, let, let's move forward a little bit, Dami. Um, now I'm thinking through a lot of what you said. That, that is so true. It's almost like as a as a system, as a country, we are we, we are traumatized. And and the, the funny thing is when we were chatting before um, today, just from our preparing, and we were talking about how what's going on right now is very similar to what's going on with Black Lives Matter and and that oppression and that 
um, craziness. It's it's so similar. The the parallel is similar. And oh, by the way, just in case you're watching, for those who are watching that maybe are not Nigerian or not black, maybe another nationality like white. Now, when we mention white supremacy, or when we talk about Europeans, or when we talk about colonization, sometimes it triggers people. And you know what? There's nothing we can do about history. We must always talk about history. And when we talk about history, history is not trying to put people down. History is just putting out facts of this is what happened. This is the reality of the fact of black people were taken from a continent to a different continent, were suppressed and oppressed for hundreds of years, and then were told that they were free and now have to figure out life in a system that wasn't designed for them to leave. Same thing with colonization. Um, a group of people, different nations were brought together by force to form one nation. So we had the Yoruba nation. On that Yoruba nation, we had the Benin Kingdom, we had um, Ife and, and oh, several yeah. empires. In the north, we had the Southern Caliphate, we had the Mali and everyone. So we had all these empires that were self-governing, doing their own thing. And suddenly somebody comes and brings everybody together by force, oppresses people, forces them to live together. And now we have this group of nations living in a boiling pot with the fire turned on and there's an explosion going on and we are wondering what's going on it's just the result of a broken system so this is not an attack or personal attack this is just reality of for us to move forward we need to take a step back to our history understand where the problem is coming from so that we can move forward and you know as you were talking i was thinking about First, I just want to say how proud I am of Nigerian youth right now. Just from watching some videos and things that are going on and what people are doing, I am so impressed. I, I don't think I've had this much hope for Nigeria since June 12. And during June 12, I was a, I was a kid. I was young. I was in primary school. You know, didn't fully understand everything, but was old enough to know there was something going on because there was all these riots and it was worse than this. It was crazy riots <laughs> on the streets. And, and I remember... You know, as a kid, I remember the first time I saw the jingle for MKO Abiola on SDP back in the days when they played that jingle. Oh, it's our man. I remember that as a kid singing that song and how that brought so much hope. That was probably the last time I felt like Nigeria was a united nation because everybody rallied around the fact of we want change, we've had enough of oppression. And people actually were filled with hope, there was joy, there was peace, and then the elections was overruled and everywhere just blew up and people was like, no, we can't take this. Then I think back to Abacha's regime and how during Abacha's time, which was a system of oppression, crazy system, how we did videos, like we had videos, videos to pray for the overturn of the regime we had everybody praying everybody talking everybody saying this has to change and looking at now is so similar to that time except that this time it's this young gen z's and millennials going on the street demanding reform and there is no leader everybody's just doing the right thing and there's no one taking charge of the situation that just blows my mind i don't know that how that's happening but somehow it's just incredible so what what's the what's the way forward because this is so similar to what's going on in the u.s it's like there's this system of oppression against black people whether it's white people oppressing black people whether it's um the police whatever in the u.s 
against black people whether it's black people oppre- oppressing black people like we're seeing in nigeria right now there's just this crazy problem what do you think what, what, where do we go from here what, what's the way forward honestly before we even i i i think we should not be i think we should not be in a hurry mm. to 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 get to the end of this mm. because this is a marathon and the marathon you you don't dash you pace mm. yourself you take it in miles mm. you take it in miles and because when you look at the reason one of the reasons why the government is still confused right now and mm. they are not very responsive to the youth to the demands of the youth is because what is happening right now is an enigma mm. it's it's something that is not in their playbook mm. you get nobody has a formula for this it, this has not happened before so they don't understand they don't know how to interact with this this foreign entity especially mm. finding its way in nigeria so you find this you find these these fathers oh my god you find these fathers who benefited from a system that fought for them to enjoy the, the democracy today mm. you find those fathers now themselves making it impossible for young people to have a good life in the country then mm. you ask yourself like how can you who protested against the military government against military rule to enjoy the tenets of democracy how can you get there and now frustrate that same democracy for me when i look at everything happening put aside the military put aside military and um, the, the police brutality mm. the, the, the underdeveloped like because you mentioned so many things that i wanted to touch on mm. like the function of of the it appears right now that, that the black skin is is an endangered species but it's mm. not when you realize that whatever god has interest in the enemy has a triple interest in it mm-hmm. so whatever god has marked to succeed the devil will do everything to turn it down now mm. i <laughs> there's many angles that this conversation can go but you realize that when you understand the gravity of the crime that was committed against africa by the by the by, by the west that africa is not demanding for justice and reparation right now is because we've not, we don't even have our own house sorted mm. because we are still coming to that huh. we are still coming to that we are still coming to that and but africa right now is as a result of bad leadership and you have fathers in government that never learned how to be sons so you have fathers in government that they were never sons they got into power with orphan mentality what is orphan mentality orphan mentality is the mentality of lack is the mentality of ah I had this opportunity. I don't ah, I don't know how long I will be here. Let me just take all I can take now so, I, so that I will not be hungry tomorrow. Mm. You you understand? Mm-hmm. So you find you find generations of generations of fathers who never learned how to be sons and operate and operate in orphanhood and they're just stealing for themselves 
and their tomorrow, True. not considering the bigger picture. Mm. So you find a generation now who who are pivoting and coming with a different wave, which is steered by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So because good. whenever God wants to do something, He does it generationally. Mm. When God was going to move Israel into promised land, he had to end the agenda of one generation. Mm. You get, he said, this ones, no, I will do away with them. But this ones, I would lead into the promised land. So what you are seeing mm. right now, even the youth themselves don't understand how this is happening. They can't give language to it. It's, it's, it's an issue of uncoordinated coordination. So you are seeing, you are seeing people who are, you know, fronting this movement with no one in front of the other, with everyone being equal, taking equal responsibility. So the government doesn't know how to interact with, they don't understand this. So because the government, their tactics will always be, let's find one person. And we'll find the threat, we will, you know, we'll find a way to bring the person. If we can't persuade him with money, we will take him out with force. Mm. So, but you find, you find, you find a movement that is that is that is being controlled by the supernatural even when it looks like everything is secular but it's, but but, it's, but but there's 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 the mystery behind it that mm. that is why for me and this goes back to even re- when revival happens mm. control is the death of revival mm. so i'm telling folks back home now that don't be in a hurry to control this narrative mm. Let it live the life of its own. It will not. It will. Things will fall into place. Mm. Don't be in a hurry to have language for what is happening. Don't don't be pressured by the government or by people to say, "Oh, you need to have a leader," or "You need to make sense," or "You know." Just mm. let things unfold. This protest, it can be one week, it can be one month, it can be as long as God is ready to do that work. Mm. You understand? So. When, 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 when we talk about the, the, the way forward, what's the solution? So much injuries on us as people of faith. Uh. Because one of the things that broke my heart initially was to see how powerful men and women of faith were silent for a period. Some were even, and, and people that had influence that they are the followers listen to. They were saying that, oh, you know, he's not Christian to protest. And I'm like, what? Do you even understand the tenets of your salvation? That the life and ministry of Jesus was about protest. Jesus came to change the system, to change the status quo, to, to turn the system on its head. Mm. Jesus protested forcefully. Case, case in point, when he went into the into the temple to clear out, you know, the you know the 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 the, 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 the crazy crazy commerce that was happening there, and the reason Jesus was so infuriated was because in that place, the way the trading was happening, it was so self-centered. It didn't give room for the poor. Mm. The poor mm. didn't have access to the temple. So Jesus was so mad, like, what is this? You've turned the house of God that's supposed to be a place where the, the poor, the needy come and get 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 fed. Mm. You see Jesus protest intellectually, philosophically, 
mm. with the way he interacted with the Pharisees, mm. shutting them down in the mind, mm. <laughs> mind games. <laughs> and you see Jesus protest sacrificially, mm. ultimately with his life. Mm. The ultimate display of love. So everything about the life of Jesus was protest. Mm. So if you don't see it through that lens, you will never understand what is happening now. So mm. we need to even understand that as Christians, Jesus has given us salvation, has given us the example. Mm. So, so, so the the conversation of faith right now, the conversation that should be happening in the churches right now, should be about teaching people, teaching young people, teaching mm. everybody what it is to love. Mm. The real language of love and the concept of leadership as modeled by Jesus. Mm. You understand? Mm. Because my mom will always say this, that means love always wins. Mm. Because when you understand the, the, the purity of love, you understand that even when we have confrontation, it won't be, it won't be about putting you down. It won't be about who is right and who is wrong. Mm. It will be about, okay, what is it? The differences. But yes, the superiority of our connection. Mm. You understand? So, so I am telling my, 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 my heart for the youth right now is don't get carried away in the ecstasy of, of this revolution. Don't. Because it's just getting warmed up. Mm. Begin to find a way where you can properly articulate your needs in a non-violent way. Have non-violent communication. What is what is the principle of non-violent communication? The principle of non-violent communication is that it's not about who is right or who is wrong. It's about you know making it plain and making decisions that will contribute to our welfare. Mm. So, so in in non-violent communication, it will always be about the greater good for all not for not for a fraction mm. so as young people find a way where you can begin to aggregate your concerns and your points and begin to channel that to the government in a honoring way but making your your stand your your, your making a clear stand now mm. how can the church partner with this and I think that oh, man, God bless Pastor Samadiemi of Daystar. Mm. Uh-huh. He's he's been doing a fantastic job of reorientating the minds of the youth vis-a-vis the issue of leadership. Uh-huh. Because if it, in the church right now, and I don't want I, and I, I I don't want this to come across as me attacking in the church right now that I've seen that I grew up in. First of all, the young people don't feel welcome. The young mm. people on the streets now protesting. They are the very ones that the traditional church considered as renegades, as rebels. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. You understand? True. They are profiled as, oh, the young ones that have dreadlock, they have tattoo, they have, oh, they are the children of the devil. Mm. So, so these, these ones that are on the streets don't even see the doctrine of the church or the church structure as a support system. Mm. Case in point, myself. <laughs> I was literally, I was told because I had because of my beard, because of the way I'm going my business many years ago, 
I was literally told to, to not minister again on the mm. pulpit, irrespective of what I had to say, whether from God or not. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that profiling, that 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 mental profiling, is creating a gap mm. of God. And Jesus never profiled anyone. Mm. Jesus did not profile Mary Magdalene mm. when she was about to be yeah. stoned. Uh-huh. Jesus never profiled the the, the man that ha- the, the madman of Gadara. Mm. Jesus never profiled even even the worst of the sinners, Zacchaeus. Mm. Jesus never profiled them. So true. So the church needs to understand. They need to they need to take down that holier than thou concept. Because you know what I found mind blowing, me mm. in the first two days of the protest, the very young ones that were that were that were, that were tagged black sheep. They were the ones leading the front line on mm. the street in prayer. Mm-hmm. So while the protest was happening at separate, several points, we had young people with dreads, tattoo, shredded jeans, and all the you know, they were the ones leading prayer walks side by side, mm. Mm. calling down heaven, interceding, mm. groaning in prayer, crying for God to, to, to show up and and come. I think you, when I saw those videos, I was moved. And it was not in one location. It was happening in Lagos, in Abeokuta, in Oshobo, in Katsina, in Makodi, in Delta. It was it was just generically happening. And it was not connected by one pastor or one church. It was an mm. interdenominational flow. Mm. That people just like, we, have, we feel this burden, let's go contend for it. So what mm. you see happening right now is not a function of, of religion. It is, mm. it is a function of God happening. And God is telling people that since the days of God, John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Mm. And only those that are violent, quote unquote now, those that are desperate, those, mm. those that want to see it happen, those that are, are so concerned that they will run and face life ammunition to lay hold of their destiny, those are the only ones that can take it. Mm. So what you have right now in Nigeria because the the system is not going to let go. Mm. <laughs> we got our independence cheap. Mm. We got our independence cheap. All, all, sure. all, all, was, all, all what happened was a few dignitaries from Nigeria represented us, went to Lancaster House and signed sign, sign across the dotted paper and we became independent. And that's another that's another basic basic difference in what, what's happening now. Mm. So what you see happened in 1960, that era, the era mm. of, of agitation and independence, was the concept of independence. Mm. Independence that was void of freedom. Mm. Independence that only just connected that, okay, you are a sovereign state, but you are not a sovereign mind. Mm. So good. So you have African states that were independent, but they never knew how to govern, how to lead from their mind. They never mm. understood the worst. They never had the power of their mind to break free. So the, the so the, the body was free from slavery, but the mind was still enslaved. So you've seen that happen across generation to generation. Now you are in 2020, where there's a new yearning, and it's not for it's not about independence. It's about the fullness of freedom, and it's the freedom that comes from knowing truth truth of who you are, truth mm. of, of the truth of 
of what you represent, the truth of the power in you. Because the Bible makes it clear that you shall know the truth and it will set you free. Yep. So, so what this generation is, 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 is embracing now is truth. And that truth is igniting so much power within them. That mm. truth is igniting so much hope that we can achieve this. We can do this. If we unite, we can get this done. Me, you need to see how within three days, young Nigerians, mm. young Nigerians started making things happen. They raised over 65 million naira mm. for logistics. Mm. They were providing food for people at the protest. Mm. As in good food, like chicken, like chicken. This <laughs> and at the turn of every day, these guys were giving a detailed account of expenses. Mm. Something our federal government never did. Mm. These guys were, were organizing lawyers, volunteer lawyers, were going from police to police to police station to free those the, the protesters the protesters that were detained by the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These young people created a system that allowed medical services to be provided for those that needed it. Mm. So within a week, you found a completely alive governing system that was efficient and meeting his meet and meeting his needs mm. so it was almost like wow we have created a template here so all we need to do is just rinse and repeat mm. rinse and repeat so the youth are seeing this and they're like oh this is possible 2023 mm. 2023 so the 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 hope that Babangida robbed us off. I'm calling his name now. Mm. Robbed us in 1993. Mm. Mm-hmm. You find a situation where 30 years later, mm. in 2023, we have our eyes set on that hope. Yep. Like a feet. Mm. So, huh? What did I say? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Oh okay, man. Okay, I was, okay, I was, I, I lost my train of thought there for a second. How, how can the church? How can oh the man. Church, how can the oh no, 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 don't, don't, don't rush, don't rush. You said okay. some powerful things that we need to. We don't have so much time left, but let's oh, not okay. go ahead of ourselves. If we need to do a part two, we'll do a part two. You said, I mean, you said so many powerful things. So one about the mindset, the way of thinking how we need to change our mentality and how this has taught us that it's actually possible to create a viable system because here is a group of young people who are actually self-governing themselves without the help of the government they are creating an ecosystem by themselves an ecosystem of welfare an ecosystem of care an ecosystem of love they actually clean up after the protest like you see pictures they actually after they're done they clean everything up they come back tomorrow they organize all this they're donated which is a picture of it's actually possible for us to rise above whatever we've been taught what our fathers and grandfathers have been taught we can't blame them that's what they grew up in that's what they know and then you said something about babangida about 30 years which i actually didn't think about you said it like 30 years from 93 is going to be 2023 it's going to be 30 years on the dot and we have an opportunity as a nation to take back what was stolen from us 30 years ago we have an opportunity to use our voice and say we demand change and we're not stepping back we have an opportunity to actually fight 
for this to stand in the gap for this i don't want to rush i want to for about five minutes go back into that because i really i felt like you were not just speaking i feel like you were actually prophesying so go back to that whatever comes to your mind go back to that 30 years point and just go from there again 30 years point oh i first of all i i believe that what is happening right now is mm. it is not it's not a case of a random event mm. there's a divine agenda to this there's a divine agenda that is and everything the way everything is playing out god has everything planned planned out in dates and and seasons and period mm-hmm. you understand mm. to find that you know from because before independence there was a rising agitation that started you know around uh, the late 1940s that that culminated in nineteen in nineteen sixty. Uh-huh. Now you realize that uh-huh. before before twenty twenty, this there has been a rising action of agitation. Uh-huh. So sixty years exactly uh-huh. from nineteen sixty till now, you now find that this thing is now at a tipping point. Uh-huh. So you find a uh, uh, a Joshua generation. A Jehu generation, mm. you find, you know, you do know the mind blowing. The ones spearheading this thing, this 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 dynamic thing that we're experiencing right now, mm. they are young women. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so you find a system, you find a situation where God is doing a strange work, where mm. everyone that has been it out of marginalized mm. or oppressed mm. is bringing them to the forefront mm. to say these are the ones I want to use. So there is an awakening. Before before this thing happened, 2020 has been has been an interesting year for me where God told me randomly to start praying every night mm. for one hour in tongues, covering the city and you know the cities of the world by extension. And I had other friends that told me and we're doing prayer work in interceding for our countries in across mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. and to see from january and exactly 10 months after we are seeing the manifestations of these things in 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 september i started realizing that i was i was frequently seeing certain set of numbers mm. i was seeing 444 i was seeing i was seeing 333 i was seeing 11 11 11 mm. levels stood out to me. It kept between it, repeating itself. 11, mm. 11 levels. Like, God, why am I saying this number? Why am I saying this number? What are you saying? Then a friend sent me an article, a prophetic article that had to do with, you know, how God speaks through numbers. And then 11, 11 basically connotes the agenda of God that has to do with an awakening, mm. a revival. Mm-hmm. So you find that what is happening now whether they like it or not, nothing can stop it. Mm. And it's going to come in waves. It's coming in waves because the next decade is crucial to the destiny of Africa. Mm. Just like in the same way where in the 60s, in the, in, in the, in the era of the, of the nationalists, the, the mm. Jomo Kayatas, the Kwame Unkurumas, the Leopold Sengnos, mm. you know, all these founding fathers, the same way 
they started and created a ripple effect of change across the continent mm. is the same pattern god works in patterns mm. it's the same pattern that is happening now because to think that oh i got here i'm experiencing black life movement like black black life matter movement like what is going on and in the same breath the same year i'm seeing my nation you know mm. calling for this and in the past two days there's been an agitation in namibia mm. it's called hashtag shut it down mm. <laughs> there's been an agitation in, in congo hashtag silent holocaust so so you are seeing a situation where the actions of the nigerian youth is going to inspire hope inspire that this can be done and to create a ripple across the continent so mm. what god is doing right now uh professor professor um elo lumumba said that the moment nigeria wakes up the rest of africa will never be the same mm, i saw that yeah so there has been a demonic attack i don't want not to sound of hyper spiritual but there's been a demonic agenda to keep nigeria pressed down mm. as a matter of fact a famous old time um uh, um um uh revivalist pa elton mm. in nigeria mm. uh, uh, a missionary mm-hmm. said that at a point nigeria will be known for corruption extreme corruption that we will think of corruption that anywhere we go in the world they will be say oh the corrupt nation the corrupt people but that after a time there there will come a time where there will be a change where righteousness will wash over the nation mm. and Nigerians will be seen as righteous that mm. every Nigerian in the world when people see them they would grab them and say come and teach us how to be righteous mm. we're embarking on that journey right now mm. and 2023 is the first step of many mm. and before 2023 even happened nearly watch out for the for the strange things that will happen in in the nation Mm. strange unexplainable things mm. reminiscent of the things that happened in 1993 mm. will begin to happen mm. will begin to happen if you if you can feel the atmospheric pulse the spiritual atmosphere right now mm. not just even in nigeria there's, there's a shaking going on there's a there's an intense shaking going on that the kingdom of darkness does not understand and because basically what god is doing is 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 using a plumb line to align everything into order mm. as a preparation for the establishment of the kingdom age that's another topic on its own but honestly i would oh, say that we should be mindful as individuals as christians not to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy mm. to understand that these people we are agitating against either as a police officer or a corrupt politicians that they themselves are a victim of evil mm. they are not the problem mm. they are a victim of the evil inherent in man mm. and the only way that evil can be trumped is through the pure undiluted love that stems from the heart of the father mm. because these guys either from either from the generation of, of our leaders now or as far back it was that evil 
that 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 it was a broken mind that did all that evil mm. either in the likes of idiami dscds mm. a lot of all the people there in uganda mm. Mm. or john beda bukasa mm. in central africa republic that rode out tanks to kill primary school children primary, pra- primary school students mm. what evil or mobutu sesaku Mm. Oku Umbedu was a banger. Mm. <laughs> the good part of Zaire. Mm. The, atro- the atrocities that they did, the terrible things that tyrants over time have done, they themselves were victims of that evil. Mm. Because at the end of the day, when you check it, every human being has as much capacity to do evil as to do good. Mm. So good. The only difference is the Christ in us. Mm. So, I will continue to to tell my people, to tell believers across board that we need to be united, mm. and we need to understand that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but more importantly, we are scratching the surface of a new Nigeria. What is happening right now is is birth pangs, mm. is birth pangs of a woman laboring to deliver something. Mm. to deliver something powerful to, to deliver the destiny of the black world mm. so all this agitation this protest their 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 symbolic expression of that birth pang mm. you understand mm-hmm. but when that baby is birth because the arrival of a baby is 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 always connotes you know the arrival of joy mm. so this is building up to something Hmm. You understand? It's written up so something, and we have to understand that we have to be careful. Hmm. We also have to be careful. I, w- I want my, I want the young people leading this protest to be careful because one of the things that that made the nationalists fail was that hmm. they themselves became. Deified personalities. Mm. They had a hero complex. Many mm. of them had a hero complex. That is why many of them are still in power today. Mm. You find a Mugabe that was raised to deliver a nation, spent forty years in power. Mm. So you, you, so you, you, so you, you will find those generations still in power today. You get. They mm. became the very thing they agitated against. They mm. fight personality. I saw a video one day of Mobutu Sesako in Congo, literally being worshipped like a god. Mm. His, his, his citizens were bowing down, hailing him like our life depends on you. Same thing with John Bedabukata, the Napoleon of Central, Central Africa Republic. Mm. So we need to be careful not to repeat those things because eventually the nationalists became the victim of their own ideology mm. ideology there were there were ideological differences at that time you know the nationalists had the the the, the uh two hearts so there were mm. those that were for the communist russia because mm. it was at that period it was the cold war period so there were those that were for the communist russia and those and there were there were some that were for you know the west mm. so the, the the so this cold war had its bearing on 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 the on the stability of politics 
in, in Africa because the West will always sponsor coups that would take out people that do not serve their interests. Mm. That was why you never found anyone that had the the, the, the real intention for the people who last in government. Mm. Patrice Lumumba was a victim of that. Mm. You understand? Mm. We became a victim of the ideology because because America and Russia was at war and they used Africa as as Africans as their guinea pigs. So we have to be careful of our ideological leanings mm. in this season. Mm. Because in Cold War era, it was communism versus capitalism. Now, it has so many <laughs> It's, an, it's like an hydra. An hydra with many lines. Yep. Far mm-hmm. right versus far left. Mm. Gay rights, abortion, all of this, so many things. So we have to be careful that we don't become victims of this and we don't allow ourselves even get divided internally by this. Mm. Man. There's so much more. We, we could, we could, <laughs> honestly, we could go on forever. I have so many, I have questions popping in my head, but I'm going to keep them for another time. And um, I mean, if you're watching, please press the like button, subscribe. Um, if you're getting value from this, this is so fun. This is like, oof, Jesus. Um, you know, just just as well as we're beginning this to a close, maybe we'll do a part two. We'll, we'll talk about it after this. We might do a part two and just dive into. I feel like there's a lot about the spiritual side of what's going on right now that we really need to explore and just dive in into what's going on in the spirit. And thank you for those who are on the front lines. I just want to say that one more time. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for everybody who's on the streets, who's reposting, who's doing something, taking action, supporting, donating. It's important that we all do something. And when Dami was thinking, the picture I had in my mind, when he was talking about just the uh, what Pai Elton said about Nigerians and now just the things that Nigerians carry, it's amazing that there's almost no part. There's no, almost nowhere in the world you will go to that you won't find a Nigerian. Could it be possible that somehow God has deployed us to different parts of the world for a time as this? Could it be mm. possible that this is God awakening us and saying, hey, don't forget, you think you went to the US or to Europe or to Russia or to wherever you are for your own benefit. No, mm. I have sent you there because there is something I'm putting inside you that one day your continent, your country will come calling and it will be time to activate the main reason why we're here. So wherever you're watching from, especially um, Africans in diaspora and yeah, Africans in diaspora, do not forget where you come from. Don't get so lost in pursuing your own needs in pursuing your own um, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Don't forget that there are some people back home who are oppressed who are going through hard times who are trying to figure out life and they are looking to you because this solution is only going to come from above and i've seen people post about um i, I know a, a pastor that i know who kind of always challenges the idea of democracy and are we one of his ideologies about the, the democracy we're practicing right now is it actually sustainable for us or do we need to come up with our own system of government now i don't know what's the right or what's wrong but i do agree what dam is saying that we have to be careful about influences we have to come together as a people and figure out how do we actually move forward what is going to work for africa not what people say is going to work Let's stay away from those ideologies and focus on we just want our continent, we want our countries 
to embrace their full potential that God has created them to be. We can't do anything about the past. The past is past. We can learn from the past, but it's time to forge a new future. It's time to dream. What do we want? What are we going to leave for our own children? Because we must deliver a better nation for our children. We've experienced what it's like to be in oppression. We've seen our parents go through that. We've seen our grandparents go through that. We cannot repeat the same mistake again. It's time for a new Nigeria. It's time for a new Africa. It's time for the giant to be awakened and embrace their authority and embrace who they are. Wow, so much I want to say. I'm going to jump to the comments quickly. So many people are saying so many things, just so powerful things. I love what uh, your mom said. Year 2020 is a, a decade of divine turnaround, around, and this is evident in the change event since the beginning of this year. It's a decade of shift. So true. And I love this, which is actually true. OP93, when you put them, I'm like, yeah, that is true. I remember that. I remember MKO. His tagline was OP93. And that's why we had so much OP. And he said, right now, it's reality 2023. Wow, we that's good. The, that's a good yep. one. The reality of what we dreamed, dreamed of, and I mean, so many things. Um, and they need to have a prophet like Samuel to give them death and direction. And I mean, so many things I could say. There, there's some videos I've seen, I wish I had time to play for you guys, but there's a video that I really want. I'm gonna just show people quickly, and um, but I want people to check out if you can check out this video, um, on Instagram. Let me show you to you quickly one second before we go. Check out this video, um, Rignition. Um, Rignition has some, his name is, um, remind me his name, I think it's um, Tomi Arayomi, yeah, um, Prophet or Apostle. Uh, just incredible guy. He has some incredible prophetic words that he released years. This was from 2018, and it's so powerful. He has some really powerful keys about what's actually going on right now. And there's another one that Dami sent to me um, recently. That was him, um, just a group of prophetic people, actually, um, just um, a group of us, um, a group of prophets and prophetic people just prophesying into what they see in Nigeria, what's going on right now. It's incredible that everything, this was different people from, it's not like they all came together to say the same thing, but somehow they were all saying the same thing about what's going on right now. I yeah. believe that this is a spiritual movement. I truly, truly believe that I mean that this is a spiritual movement. God is moving powerfully around the world and is trying to set the captives free. Isaiah 61. This is, mm. It is the year of Isaiah 61. The captives are becoming free. And what we need to do right now is to train the captives. To think like kings so they don't become oppressors because we've seen that happen over and over and over and over and over and over again the captives get freedom and they become the oppressor we can't do that anymore we've had enough of that it's the time for us to yeah it's time for captives when they are free to be trained on how to think like kings because oh, africans we are royalty that's who we are it was stolen from us we are reclaiming that we're reclaiming our identity back as royalty so let's start thinking like kings let's start thinking like royalty like princes we don't have time to fight one another we don't have time to point fingers it's time to put on our boots get in the game do you know, do you know game. one other thing like i just thought of that what is happening now is not even for for nigeria or africa alone it's for the entire black world because if you see the 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 
same in the pattern that the same period of the civil rights movement in the 1960s, from from the uh, Rosa Rosa Parks you know uh, uh, boss um, scenario that led to the rise of Martin Luther King, that same era was the same time, the same season where nationalists in, in Africa were raising, were rising up and agitating for freedom and independence, you mm. know, for, for the continent. Now you have this same season where there's been the rise of, of, of a cry, you know, the Black Lives Movement, Black mm. Lives Matter movement and everything, and just this, this congregation of different people, you know, mm. in the Black diaspora speaking mm-hmm. for, 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 for freedom and for equality, you know, racial mm. reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, and you now have that in this same season, you have this, this, this revival happening in Africa. So it's mm. all, it's all, it, it's all moving towards one thing. Mm. It's all moving towards one thing, towards mm. something important and peculiar for the black world mm. that, you know, uh, uh, a race, a race that was robbed for hundreds of years. Hmm. It's been it's been it's been almost about 400 403 to 400 or 500 500 years approximately that mm-hmm. slavery you know lived and all that whole concept you know manifested mm-hmm. itself. It's been 500 mm-hmm. years where the black skin, the black man, has been oppressed. Now you are finding something happening where almost similar to mm-hmm. what Isaac told Esau that when the yoke. When you're tired of the yoke in your on your neck, <laughs> you will break it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know that, that's what I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I said, like, when you are tired, mm. you get the point. When you are tired, that you can't take the yoke anymore, you will break it. Mm. There's that point that you experience freedom. You know. Mm. So that's what is happening now. Wow, wow, boy, I'm having so much fun. I'm so. Me too. <laughs> Man, this is so yeah. It's been over an hour, and it felt like it's only been ten minutes, and we've only scratched the surface. We've not even gone deep. <laughs> oh no. my god, man! So much here. I want to talk about 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 leadership model, mm. about leader, about you know going forward, about leadership model, like leading like Jesus, the mm. upside down kingdom style mm. of leading, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. go low to go high, where yep. you give to receive, you serve mm. to lead. Mm. You know, there's so much to explore. There's so much wow. to explore. Yeah, you know what, guys? Just watch out for part two. I think we're gonna do a part two either next week or we'll let you guys know. But I just want to thank everybody, everybody who joined us live. Thank you so thank much, you, um, gracious thank witness. Thank, thank you, mommy. Thank, thank you for joining us, me Thank you for joining us, fellow. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, I see Tosin Babalola. Thank you so much. I appreciate your comment. Oh, yeah, Alala, Alala de Olua Tobi. Sorry if oh, I didn't finish. Yeah. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining. Really appreciate everybody who joined us live. Everybody watching the replay, we, we appreciate you. Thank you for jumping in. Keep the conversation going. Keep praying. Keep doing what you can. I truly believe that it's time for a new country. It's Africa's time. It's Africa's time. It's time yeah. for the giant to awake. Uh, anyway, we love you. We're going to leave you now and watch out for part two of this conversation. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>